Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello and welcome to episode 50. It's amazing that we're here right now at episode 50. I want to thank everyone who's listening, taking time from the busy schedules to grab an extra 10-15 minutes of Torah study. It's really a special thing to be a part of. And I want to thank everyone, especially those that reach out with feedback and questions and follow-ups. That's really an extra special part of creating these podcasts. As well as I'll ask you that if you've been enjoying them, feel free to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps others find it as well. I want to discuss an amazing deep idea today. And it really gets into the difference between physicality and spirituality and the role mitzvahs play in bridging the gap between them. The purpose of halacha, or Jewish law, is to define how we do the mitzvahs, how we do God's commandments. And if you look at them, almost all of the mitzvahs are physical actions. And at first glance, it seems a little strange. We generally associate spirituality with, well, the spirit. Often when we think of deeply spiritual people, what comes to mind is gurus with meditation, deep levels of consciousness. But how does putting up a mezuzah, eating kosher, shaking a lulav, going into a sukkah, eating matzah, How does that compare to transcendental meditation? Why did God create this system of Torah observance in such a way that our primary function exists in the world of action? So let's start with the basics and go deeper from there. If we were to go very broad here and ask, well, what's the purpose of all mitzvahs? What would you say? Why do we need mitzvahs in this world? So the Ramchal explains beautifully in the beginning of the Path of the Just, chapter 1, that the purpose of doing mitzvahs is to get to what's called devekas, which means clinging to God. In other words, the purpose of mitzvahs is to create this deep, meaningful connection to God. So to rephrase our initial question, how can physical actions connect us to an extremely non-physical, infinite God? So on a basic level, I think we can suggest that our consciousness and our inner will, our heart, so to speak, is swayed by our actions. As the Sefer HaChinuch, which is one of the most famous books that attempts to explain some of the background reasons behind mitzvahs, and he famously writes, which basically means that your heart follows your actions. So if you pick yourself up and push yourself to go volunteer on your off day, and you do this continuously, you'll see that your mentality, your perspective, where your heart lies in terms of kindness will grow, it will deepen its connection to kindness than you originally had it beforehand because our inner selves, our will, our heart is impacted by our actions. So on this level, the concept of doing physical actions is that it's a practical process that through doing these positive actions, it'll cause our hearts to become closer to God. And this, I think, is really the basic answer to why mitzvahs are physical actions, and it's very practical. However, I think if we take a deeper look at this, we'll discover that it's not just a practical way of accomplishing dveikas, but it's actually the most powerful way to accomplish it as well. How is that? There's a fascinating contradiction that the Talmud brings between two verses in Deuteronomy 
This can be found in Tractate Sota 14a. The first verse, Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 5 says, You should walk following God. And the Gemara asks, can you really walk following God? But there's another verse, a few chapters earlier, chapter 4, verse 24, that says, Ki Hashem For Hashem, your God, is a consuming fire. So the Talmud asks, how can one cling to God? How can one walk after God if God is a consuming fire? You can't get too close to fire, or you'll be burnt, you'll be consumed. Beautiful question, beautiful contradiction. So the Gemara resolves this by saying, what does it mean to walk after God? What does it mean to cling to God? It means to walk after God's attributes. Just like we find that God clothed Adam and Eve when they didn't have any clothing, so too we should provide clothing to those that don't have any. Just like we find God visits Abraham when he wasn't feeling well after his circumcision, so too we should visit people that are sick, etc. So the Gemara is teaching us that the fundamental element behind mitzvah observance that provides us with the ability to cling to God is the fact that we're doing actions that God himself does. In other words, that we're making ourselves similar to God. So let's try to understand this on a deeper level. How does copying God's actions, how does making ourselves similar to God, allow us to connect to Hashem in a deeper way? So to properly understand this, we need to understand a very fundamental concept of physical space versus spiritual space. Our physical world is bound and defined by dimensions. We have length, width, and height. So when we talk about space in the physical sense, we're speaking in terms of those dimensions. When we say two items are close to each other, we generally mean that they're in close physical proximity of each other. But when we talk about spiritual space, or being close to God, what does it even mean? How are you close to something that's not physical? We know God exists outside of time and space. The spiritual world isn't bound by our three-dimensional world, so what does it even mean to be close to God? Our brains naturally interpret clinging and closeness in terms of human physical proximity. That obviously wouldn't make sense in this context. So one of the great commentaries on the Zohar is called the Sulam. It was written by the Kabbalist Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag, and in his introduction to the Zohar, he answers this question. He says that in spirituality... Closeness is defined based on similarity. The more similar two things inherently are to each other, the more spiritually close they are. The less their essences resemble each other, the more spiritually distant they are. He gives us somewhat of a parable to help us understand this. Sometimes we'll use in our own terminology, we'll say two people are very close. Or if they're enemies, we'll say they're acting very distant towards each other. Obviously, close and distant in that context isn't referring to proximity, rather it's referring to the alignment of their mindset, their alignment of their feelings towards each other. They're either feeling close or they're feeling distant. Similar to that, in spirituality, since there's no physical dimensions, you don't exist in a specific space, rather you exist as a reflection of your inner essence. So if you have an inner essence of kindness, then your reality is a spiritual reality of kindness. And you're spiritually connected to any other spiritual being that also has kindness as part of its essence, because you share that common element. And the more similar you are, the more of the same spiritual essence you'll share. That is what we mean when we say closeness in spirituality. We mean that when you remove the physical dimension of this world, you shed away the physical body, 
all that exists is the concept of who that person is, what that item is. And whatever that essence is similar to, it's spiritually close to. And whatever it's dissimilar to, it's spiritually distant from. With this background in mind, let's come back to try to understand the power of physical actions in the service of Hashem. In the spiritual world where things are defined based on their essence, so opposing essences, opposing ideas, can never exist in the same spiritual place. Because since they're opposites, by definition, they're infinitely distant. But in the physical world, our space isn't defined by our essence. In the physical world, we can push two opposites together. So listen to the amazing depth going on here. Since God attached spirituality to the physical world, and again, in a physical world, we can bring two opposites together. We can have the greatest tzaddik, the most righteous person in the world, standing right next to the biggest Russia, the most wicked person in the world. And not just that, not only in two bodies, but even in each of us. We can have inside of us a yetzer tov, a good inclination, a godly spirit pushing us toward doing good, and at the same time have within us a yetzer hara, an evil inclination that pushes us away from God. This reality is only possible in a physical world. And this brings us back to mitzvahs being physical actions. When a Jew takes a mezuzah and hangs it on his door, or he puts tefillin on his arm and his head, eats kosher, gives charity, etc. All of these actions are godly actions that contain within themselves extremely deep levels of spiritual energy that are far superior to our personal sinful state. But specifically because they're physical actions, specifically because they exist in the physical world, a world in which we can bring opposites close together, we can do them and we can bring their tremendous spiritual energy close to us, elevating ourselves to a much deeper spiritual level. If we were to try and connect on a purely spiritual, transcendental level, we'd only be able to connect in as much as our essences are spiritually perfected. But by attaching these spiritual mitzvahs to physical actions, God enabled every one of us, no matter our spiritual stature, to follow in his ways and to cling to him. And that's why I believe it's not just practical for mitzvahs to be physical actions, but it's actually essential. This concludes the basic idea I wanted to share. I actually have a few more parts to it that I would love to share with you, but I'm running out of time. So I think what I'm going to start doing, since this is not the first time it's come up, is I'm going to send an email with some bonus information after the episodes come out. And if you want to get this email, feel free to shoot me an email at thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com and just let me know that you want to subscribe. I'll just end off with giving us all a blessing that we should merit fulfilling all the mitzvahs directed to us in the Torah by God and through this transform ourselves into godly people and merit true dveikas Bashem, true clinging to God. Wishing everyone an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew Podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.